Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode here on the Nomad Strength Show. We have a huge episode today. I'm really excited about the return of my friend Greg Walsh of Wolf Brigade Gym. Uh, the last episode that we did to this day is still the number one downloaded episode of all time on the podcast. And uh, I know that you guys really enjoyed the last conversation we did. It's been a long time since Greg and I have caught up for any length of time, uh, so there's been a lot of things happening in in his world at Wolf Brigade Gym with him personally over the course of the last year, so it was really cool to catch up and see what he's been working on, how he's doing, and as always, when, when Greg and I talk, it really just gets into some deep conversation about about things that are going on in our lives and, and culturally and things that he's seeing and, and dealing with in his gym and Man, it's just it was just a really fun conversation, and I know you guys are going to enjoy it, especially since I know you really enjoyed the last one. And this is Greg Walsh, Wolf Brigade Gym. All right, part two. Actually, almost like a year. It's almost probably like a year to the day, almost of of the first one that we did with uh, with Greg Walsh, Wolf Brigade. Um, I'm super pumped that we carved out some more time to talk and catch up. It's always a blast when when you and I get to catch up, man. I, I agree, and thank you so much. <laughs> it has been about a year. Funny, big, 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 weird year. <laughs> it really has. Just, I mean, we were just talking before. Just so many things going on in in the last time, and and we have these pockets where we'll catch up periodically either through uh just through instagram dms or whatever or like when you just surprised me and that probably half the other people at winter strong and just walked in and i'm like wait a minute what uh that was like such yeah. a ra- that was such a rad surprise that i'm glad you hid I, I was, and didn't tell me I that was you were thrilled. coming <laughs> yeah i was thrilled about that and then I, you know i i knew i knew there was a chance that most of the people that i knew the best didn't know i was headed down there and hmm. that that made it a lot more fun thanks yeah. thanks yeah it was awesome so um 
in the in the immediate aftermath, you are just on the just a couple days removed from your guys's big event convergence uh, out at your gym in New York, and uh, I mean we have handful of mutual friends that I know were there this time, uh, several more people that were new, uh, having the first experience to what you guys are doing. So how did it, I mean, how did the wrap up with everything go this time around this year? Yeah, thanks. Um, it went, it went great. I, uh, I obsess about those events from the minute that we shut the door the year before. (laughs) And, you know, basically it's, it's just, you're thinking about what went well, what went poorly. And even if anything didn't go part poorly, how you can make everything a little bit better and also a little bit different, but without having to shift anything that's actually important. Mm. And th- the first couple of years, what I felt myself getting into was um, wanting it to be so different uh, just from an attention span perspective. And then what what fact and experience taught mm. me is that if we have to change it all that much, then we didn't do it all that well before. <laughs> right. um, because when it comes down to it, you know, we've, we've learned a lot in the last year and, and we've learned a hell of a lot in the last six or seven years. But the foundations are the same. A hinge is a hinge. A squat is a squat. Right. Um, a, a straight arm is a straight arm and a, and a bent one is a bent one. So now it's just now it's just tinkering and optimization and, and structure and things like that. Um, for, for me, convergence, the, the biggest challenge is is how we start uh, so that the weekend flows in a really, really good way. And by the time we get to Sunday, where we ask people to pick a couple of things they want to work on and, and get some proof on, um, all the foundational stuff has been gone over. So, so before we have anyone lifting anything that's anywhere near their capacity, mm-hmm. we've been hammering details for a day and a half. Gotcha. And um, th- this year, I think the I think the 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 good adjustment that we made is is after we talked for a couple minutes in the morning on Saturday, we went over uh, tip to tail our warm up, mm. and it's it's a really thorough, really complete, somewhat unusual warm up. And it prepped every prepped everybody for the day mentally and physically, and and just let everybody do what they needed to do to make themselves confident. And it let us look at what they were doing, so that we knew that they weren't going to get, you know, right. I don't know, yeah. hurt or distracted or whatever. Um, it ended up ended up going really really well. And and the the group, I mean, the groups are tremendous. You know, I, I remember we talked last time. We've only had a couple of lucky lose the entire six years. <laughs> yeah. And um, and they stood out like sore thumbs and fancy clothes standing in the corner, you know. But like right. for, for the for the most part, when people come there, they are ready to go. Yeah. And you know, we, we we bark off at least a few times on the weekend, enthusiasm tempered with reality, <laughs> because <laughs> it, it's it, it's really really easy to want to just get right ahead of yourself. And you know, so it's 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 been it's been nice to watch people kind of a little bit fall in love with details too. Yeah. Because then when Sunday comes around and people are doing aspirational stuff, it looks great. Even right. if it's stuff they hadn't done before, it's not this wiggly flailing mess. So um, from, from a lot of respects, it went just really, really, really great. Thank you. That's awesome. And the, when you, when you mentioned like the details, that's obviously one of, for me anyways, that's one of the first things that I always think about when I think about you guys is just that word details. And and it's something I've been I've been like wanting to ask because I understand how you coach it, but there are things that I can see people coming in fresh that that they don't really have a concept of what you're doing, and then they see your forty foot long whiteboard that's filled top to bottom, left to right with 
you know, black, black marker of all this stuff. And that might seem super overwhelming, like just like, holy cow, how is there this much stuff that I don't like I'm, I'm trying to decipher and understand. So like what I mean, how is that process for you to, to distill that down to where it doesn't seem like that for somebody? <laughs> I, I don't know if there is one. I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. Um, but, but the, the cool part of it is, yeah, there's, there's a gigantic amount of information on those mm-hmm. boards, but, but it goes from everything to, to positional details, yeah. um, scaling options, uh, scheme and strategy for training days, energy system concepts, stuff like that. So yeah. some of the stuff is more for us and then more for when we get trainers and coaches in there for them to take a look at. Sure. And then the other stuff is just, basic redundancies that are in there and everybody once they've learned just articulated so if they need to walk over to the board at any point and find five bullet points on on uh you know the the basics of a hinge or something like that sure uh, they can just do that and there's some mindset stuff on there and and whatnot too and and we think that's some of the most valuable stuff but if, if you just if you just stood there and stared at it all i mean it overwhelms me yeah and you know, p- part of it is just wanting to have that living resource there. Is 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 it a little bit you know self indulgent to have all that stuff up? I don't know, maybe, but I don't I don't have it up there because I wrote it and I want to show off my fucking terrible handwriting. <laughs> right. um, I, I have it up there because in the process there are things that get lost when we start moving heavy. We've been out for a couple sure. weeks. We're distracted. Whatever the case is. So if if we can put a redundancy system on a whiteboard. Um, and, and help people remember some stuff that they're learning or struggling with. Great. And yeah. the, the, the other thing, in my opinion, it does when new people come in is it shows an actual ownership over the material that we're teaching because it's going to be articulated a little bit differently by anyone who's helping them. Sure. But the foundations are going to be the same. The concepts shared are going to be are going to be the same. And on a week on a weekend like that, where Man, I mean the, the the disparity in skill level is is it's, it's staggering. I mean, there were there were people that had barely ever lifted weights in there, um, and then there were some of the most experienced lifters and, and trainers in the world. Yeah. And w- when when we talk about details, you know, not to make it seem like some secret thing, but but there's a lot of really really high level folks that still have no idea what we're laying down, and the the, the details are both you know, in process adjustment from us watching and then like making these micro adjustments that get people into better positions and lifting more weight before our eyes. Yeah. And so to me, that has always equated to increased strength right now. So something that you didn't even have to earn that was just adjusted with positional acuity and and a minor and a minor but major detail. And all of a sudden you're stronger. Well, and that was a that, that's a perfect example of when when you were helping me with uh, with my single arm presses when I was using the the forty eight kilo and I had sent you a couple of those videos and it was just a matter of you're like hey get your hand up a little bit more by your face and that was literally it like it was just a small little thing like that and that next rep would just pop straight overhead where I was struggling with it for I mean days trying to to just grind that thing up you know well and and, and a lot of times it's it's. It's just eyes that aren't yours on something yeah. that you're doing. It's, a, it's the same reason that we have the, the trainers that work with us teach me our curriculum priorities list every couple months. I teach them the curriculum priorities list. It, it's, the, it's this cycle of learning. We're always going to be making adaptations. And we also always want to see bodies in motion in different stages of their athletic development. 
And w- when we started doing all that, th- those those micro adjustments uh, that that turn into turn into the big stuff uh, are, are almost always available. Yeah. And that being said, if someone is moving, great. We're not married to hearing our own voices. We just we just keep our mouths shut and let them move on. Right. I've, I've I've said I've said many times that my ideal class is is we narrate the board and I don't say anything for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but in, in an environment like that, in, in an environment like convergence, the, the the details that get addressed are both the foundational ones, and then for for a lot of people, some sometimes the people that have a lot more experience, um, it's just unlayering maybe some some sneaky bad habits that they've had from training on their own, mm-hmm. or from training with 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 people that maybe don't have the sense of accuracy that, that we have with certain stuff, and and. I can I can say with with 100% certainty that everyone who was in that room over the weekend made 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 both positional and performance progress. Yeah. Um and that that just that just kicks ass, man. I love it. It's, yeah. And what 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 it does for me too is when I think about it from and this is from a, a coaching perspective where I'm thinking about this now, that level of where some people might see it and think it's overkill, like the amount of info, right? But what I'm seeing is like all that's doing is it's setting us a very clear standard for all of these things. Like, so you have that reference point of this is what ideal is. And so it's very easy to see when it's not that. So we actually now have the the eyes, whether it's whoever it is that understands the system. It's like, oh, it's just it's a matter of tweaking this. Like you said, it's sometimes just a really small thing. But you've set in like that standard where now we have a, you know, this is our reference point. But it applies to everything it's not just like one or two big things it's it's literally everything that we could do inside this this gym well, well i mean that that's right and it, and, and it really brings us back to a standard of simplicity also yes. uh the the uh, another point that we make often is is we're, we're detail people but we're not paralysis by analysis people right, right. um the, the 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 goal isn't to hyper tinker to get a 250 pound man to swing a 25 pound kettlebell, right. you know, the, the goal, the goal is, is optimization and brutality. So if, if you're moving in the best positions that your body allows you to move in, you're going to move more weight. You're going to get more powerful. You're going to get stronger. That's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, what, when that is not present is, is when we see people starting to have to overthink and under move. Yeah. And so our, our, our detail process is, is in the interest of avoiding that. Like we, we want people to be as great as they can possibly be mm-hmm. and only use as much like sciencey tinkering as necessary. <laughs> right. All, all we really try and do is get people into straight lines. Mm-hmm. And that looks a little different for everybody, but uh, it looks also a lot the same for everybody. <laughs> yeah. More similar than, than different for most. For people. sure. For sure. <laughs> everybody likes to think and, and, they're like, I've oh, I've got this, this deal or my, I'm, my hips are built this way. I was like, well, yeah, maybe, but there's still well, like a, there's still like a point where you're going to, for you be able to get an ideal position, you know? That's right. And, and, and par- part of it is, is, is success and failure on a ton of different bodies, including your own. Yeah. And so for, for me, it's like, okay, I've been banged up. I know, I know, I know how that, I know how that, you know, wheel turns. And if I can figure things out on myself and then put it on some of our trainees and then put it on newer people and then tinker with it on some really experienced people, then I know that we have something that's worth putting into the process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a, a couple of folks over the weekend, um, one in particular, man, what a great guy though. And he really, really long levers. 
really tall, lean. And, you know, traditionally, those are the ones that are just the most gigantic challenge to train. Sure. But but the reality, too, is a lot of times that's just a myth of inexperience. Right. And we, we started tinkering with some stuff and, and used a couple of the tricks that we the, the tricks that we that we use. And through, you know, I mean, and, and uh, through a, a powerful effort. I mean, this was a person who was dedicated to be here. He'd come from Europe for the event. Oh, wow. Um, and so so clearly his his work ethic and, and dedication to improving were present. Yeah. But he ended up being one of the finest movers in the room, you know, with 19 foot arms. You know, and, and 32 foot legs, you know, so, um, you know, a, a lot of times too, the, the accuracy is earned with pass and fail on a ton of different bodies. And, and, you know, we were able to, we were able to pull a lot of great progress out of just about everybody. That's awesome. And I, I want to get into yeah, it. Was, you use the word tinkering a lot. And I love that because that's just the, <laughs> like, I have a very specific way that I think about how you guys do that when you use that word. Like there's a, there's a thing that comes up in my head, but you specifically had to do a ton of tinkering, like over the hand, like the last handful of months, because you were dealing with some, uh, some more injury stuff from, you know, I mean, you've told me how, how beat up your body's been over the decades of all of the extreme sports and martial arts and everything that you've done over your life. But, um, it was, you know, it was throughout the, the colder months of this winter. And like, you were kind of not, not absent, but like less present than I'd seen you. And like, I see you come back yeah. on a video and you've got like your huge beard again. I'm like, Oh, Greg's been in a cave working on something. Like, I don't know. Like I got to know what he's been doing. And then you, you're, uh, you know, you tell me you got like this back thing. And so I was curious, like what was going on and what you were kind of messing with to, to help with that. And if it worked, I, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it, ha it hasn't been my favorite year. Um, you know, I'm coming up on the end of, of 10 years of, of a, a bunch of pain since a spinal fusion. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last 10 months, uh, 11 months of, of really, really serious dysfunction, a handful of things over the last few years have impacted the right side of my body in real negative ways. A couple of falls, uh, a really, really unexpected, uh, violent thing that wasn't great. Um, and then a little bit of manual therapy that didn't quite go the way it needed to go. Mm. And so for the last 10, 11 months, I've, I've, I've been in more pain than I've ever been in my life. Um, I, I, I thought I, I thought I understood what, what pain was after that fusion and after a bunch of other injuries I've had. And it turns out, um, turns out maybe I, I didn't, um, when, when something hurts, when something hurts all the time at a seven, eight, you know, and can spike to a nine, but never really gets below the seven, eight it really does something pretty fascinating to you. You, you, you know, my, my attention span has been less in the last 10, 11 months than it's ever been in my entire life. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I won't surprise you. You know me pretty well. Like I've, I've my attention span has never been an issue. <laughs> right. Um, I, I love to learn. I love to listen and read and, 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 you know, tinker and write and, and all these things. And so, so part of the challenge has been that I'm not, I'm not able to, exercise these demons the way that I'm used to doing it either in training or outside of training. Mm. So the, 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 the tinkering in the room to try and figure out positioning stuff has been satisfying, but also, you know, just really, really hard 
uh, discouraging. Hurts, hurts, hurts a lot. Hurt, hurts to a point where most people would would quit and not pursue it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, 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 I'm in my lane on that. I, I, I know, I know the difference between discomfort and and pain. And when when something wants to pull me to the ground, I know it's serious. So I've I've gotten I've gotten a lot of positive stuff to work for a minute which means on someone with less injuries or less dysfunction it would work on a, on a more consistent or maybe like a, a a more lasting basis sure and then in the last month to two months i figured a couple of things out um that had given a little bit more uh, uh duration of of relief and partial relief you know so we're, yeah. we're at a four and a five you know we're, we're not at a zero i don't sure. expect a zero but i can't live with an eight you know yeah. and uh so forgive and, me forgive me if you said it already but did you was there something like an instance that happened the, the 10 or 11 months ago that spiked what made it worse or was it just the gradual like all of a sudden now it's just this was it's been too long and now it just hurts a lot th- thanks it, it was it was an accumulation of a couple of years i okay. had a really bad fall off my bike um it actually was filmed i was i was filming a clip for a project we worked on a couple of years ago with my friend anthony um that don't that don't stand in line project yeah um, fil- filming something, riding my bike, fell once really, really hard onto my right side. Um, probably should have left well enough alone, but then went, went back, got the clip and, and I'm proud of that, but that, that was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, not to rehash the entire thing, but sure. I got into a really, really surprise, violent encounter in Pennsylvania a couple of years ago. Um, and, and, uh, I ended up having to, you know, I, cold after driving four hours, kick, as soon as I got it, it was a, it was a giant mess and it, it, it messed me up. Gotcha. And then, the, and then the, the, you know, kind of the third thing that happened is some manual therapy that, that, that went a little bit too hard, maybe a little bit wrong. Gotcha. And it just, it, I think it just kind of, it just kind of overflowed the cup, yeah. you know? Um, because the reality is there's, there's actual damage in, in the, in the L2 and L3 significant. And then there's a cyst in there, but, the, the trouble has been there's also some really serious hip presentation and no one had really been addressing that all that well. Gotcha. So I, uh, I had to kind of triangulate it myself and hunt it down. Um, one of the things I found is, you know, those over the bar pulleys. Yes. Uh, the, the weight hangs off of a cord and then over the bar is a pulley. Yes. One, what a tremendous training tool. Cheap. <laughs> right. You can do a million things with it. Holy cow. But I, I, I've been putting it around my hips and then pulling myself forward. So I'm getting traction pulling down. Oh, okay. And as opposed, you know, as opposed to like the Donnie Thompson trick where you flip upside, upside down on down. the bands and you're yeah. tractioning from upside down or an inversion table where you're anchored at your feet. Right. That didn't really work. Ne- neither of those things worked. Uh, they hurt more than they helped, but I could tell that there was something there. And so then I just tried this traction from from the floor up and, and it, it, it helps. Um, and then I was able to get like a, like a freaky, massive clunk out of my hips at one point. Oh, nice. And, and it really seemed to buy me something after that. Um, so from then I was just kind of trying to be smart and check the right boxes, not make it worse while I was trying to make it better, which I've only partially succeeded at. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, then a kid, a kid that came over the weekend, um, Corey Bennett from Las Vegas is a tremendous manual therapist. And, and he was able to find a couple of really interesting things like in the QL and, and okay. even some sneakier stuff in the psoas. 
I've been through all that stuff and I've had other people working on it, but, but he had a, he had a level of intuitiveness for it that I was really impressed with. So it, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, I, I would, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't near my capacity for discouragement with it. I, I, I can't really do any of the things that I like. Yeah. Um, but I'm able to do more now than I could a couple of months ago. So I'm just going to keep bleeding it dry and, and eventually I'll have to figure out something a little bit more permanent. Um, but really right now, like I'm not going to listen to a lot of doctors because they don't really have any clear guidance for me. Yeah. Um, if that was going to be if my next question it, for you was if you're well, even going to, if, if you even I mean, trust if, anything in the medical industry enough to go back to them at this point. <laughs> And, and some of them, some of them, yes, because you can tell that they care. You can tell that they're still thinking they're not just waiting to get their paycheck signed. Um, but no one in those fields yet has been like, yes, it's this and this will do this. Um, so the idea of me letting a surgeon go in and fuse my spine again, when that may be a 20 or 30% chance is, is a 0% chance. Um, so it, it's a it's a challenging work in progress. I'm I'm trying to not be grumpy in my mind because I've got Sorry. so many opportunities that we've worked for so long for, and 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 I'm a little bit more on the shelf than I'd like to be. But, um, you know, there's yeah, I don't know. There's got there's got to be a purpose to it, I guess. I don't know. But I'm not sure. I mean, with injury things though, that's like the more so than I think the the physical challenges that come with it in the in the rehabilitation and the in the getting back to getting stronger whatever that means at the time it's more so like how do you mentally deal with this and are you like as you said you know living at that seven eight level of pain like that messes with your head you know and it's like ch- that, totally, that will totally that will change you yeah and it, that'll it's, change it's totally you. unsustainable i mean the last yeah it, un- unsustainable um to the point that I was having to play weird games that I've played in the past when I've been very, very injured where, where you're just, you're just figuring out ways for it to not get worse. Mm. And, you know, I don't mean physically hurt more. I mean, like there's certain corners mentally that you just can't turn. Right. And I know, I know that about myself and, and you got to be careful, you know? And, and I mean, I guess, to make it a little less selfish, you know, I can pass on that, that if, if something is starting to get ahead of you pain wise, be, be aware that very soon it will get, a, it will get away from you mentally. Yeah. And the physical pain is most often easier to reconcile than what it does next. So if, if you, if you've got something unchecked going on and it's starting to impact your brain, um, please, please let me guide you that it it will only do that worse until you get something better. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've, I've been through every maybe healthy and unhealthy iteration of, of trying to manage this stuff. Um, I was mismedicated like significantly after the surgery in 2012 because they made a mistake and, and, you know, my naivete then I, I didn't ask too many questions about certain medicines they were putting me on and all this stuff. And, and it, it wrecked, it wrecked me. So don't default to that necessarily. Um, um, look, look for little teeny pieces of positivity. I mean, I was, I was, I was just in a weird place where like, I would just go find different places to sit. You know, I would just be like, okay, where is, where is an entertaining place to sit? You know, maybe it's four in the morning, maybe it's two in the afternoon, but if my brain is telling me that it needs something, I'm not giving it. Um, I'm not going to argue with it. You just got to you just got to yeah. figure something out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, Cause it gets, it, you know, sometimes it gets dark quick and, and you know, you don't want to let it get too dark. Well, and those, and, and looking for those, like you said, those little, even if it's just like the smallest win in those moments can sometimes just be enough to be like, okay, feel good about that. Like, let's just do the next one. You know, it's it, it, cause if if you don't look for those, like that's where it's going to turn and go downhill and you come out like you're in a pit and that's some stuff that's really hard to get out of. And it's, it, it, the more often it happens, the harder it is to get out of. I mean, you're a hundred percent right. And you know, the people that have seen me training, I'm, I'm using air quotes for training in the last 10 months it's probably looked kind of weird, you know, if they've been there for a long time, because they see what I'm usually supposed to be doing. And, and I'm really diligent about that. And for the last little while, and I still move the mace and I still do a lot of my normal stuff, but there's some stuff that's, that's either off the table or I'm making such significant adaptations to it that it probably just looks a little bit, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what yeah. it looks like, um, <laughs> right. but, but it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's at least buying me ability uh, to maintain the positions. my One of my testing grounds for myself was over this last weekend at Convergence, there were a handful of things that I tasked myself with demoing hmm. um, that I hadn't done in 10, 11 months. And I just wanted to see if what I had bought would at least allow me to do it. Sure. Um, it, it wouldn't be the heaviest I've ever done it, um, but I didn't want anyone to know I was injured and I didn't want anyone to know that I was feeling dysfunction. Um, and And so that's, that was that was a real progress driver for me is is by the time that that convergence event hit i wanted to make sure that there were certain things i could do no matter what and um i paid for it for a couple of days but um i could do it and, and that's that's important to me yeah um and then you know the other thing i did and and i do this i do this every day anyway but i i really doubled down on adding um either like a martial or a tactical type of drill mm. to every single training day and you know, it wouldn't be the same, you know, lots of striking or wrestling or tumbling that I've been doing because that's just not, that's not on the table right now. Right. So it would be, it would be knife stuff or, or, or firearm stuff or, or, or tourniquet stuff or, or just, just, stu- just, you know, technical tactile stuff that, that keeps the learning curve sharp. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't overtax what I'm trying to stay away from. Um, more, more about and, the and that skill was satisfying. acquisition. I mean, that that exactly. I mean, yeah. when when your body isn't cooperating, you got to keep your brain stimulated. And and um, you know, I guess the positive side of that thing is there's no such there's no such thing as too much practice for things that can kill you. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> seriously, well, and just from the like you said, keeping keeping your head and your mind sharp by by learning a skill. Like I think some people have, and this was something that was explained to me, like. The ability to learn a skill is a skill that you have to develop. Like it, in that process, like being comfortable with sucking at something, and and understanding, like, hey, I am going to suck at this because I've never done it before, and then having the patience and the the attention to like continue to pursue getting better at it. Like that's the process of learning a skill, but that in itself is a skill that somebody has to like cultivate to be able to do that. And so like the more you can do those kind of things, like even if, like you said, your body is not cooperating at the time, there's things that uh, you can do to keep everything else sharp. And especially if they're ones that are dope and are dangerous and you know, like those, those ones, those talk about, I mean, requiring some attentiveness to those kind of things too. Like that's a whole other level. Sure. 
Well, you know, and and you know, as you know, but I mean, it's it's it, it's a level it. it it's a level of demand and creates a level of exhaustion that that's different than yeah. full on physical capacity work. Yeah. Um, but that's not so different. It can still do what it's supposed to do. You're, you you still get that feeling of fulfillment, like you did something real. Yeah. Um, and and we say we say it a lot. A lot of times when when people come in that have trained elsewhere, or when people come in for convergence or something like that that have been elsewhere their entire lives. The, the learning how to learn process is is more difficult than the actual technical aspect of whatever lift or movement that we're practicing. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's being able to pump the brakes and understand that there is quite literally no way that you addressed every detail of every element of that position or lift in order to optimize it because we're, we're still doing that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I skill work, I skill work stuff all the time. And I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm, you know, at a level of proficiency where that doesn't make sense, but I've been skill working the same shit for almost 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, some of the stuff for less than that, but you know, there's, there's no end to that game. And even this last weekend, when, when we would assign a task and, and people would practice it for a minute and then three quarters of the group was, was standing around idle. I would make the joke that, okay, great. Everybody's mastered this. Let's move on, you know, <laughs> right. but, but, but the reality is like, there's just no, there's no such thing as too much reps, too many reps, too much practice. Right. Or yeah. Or even really to some degree, the idea of mastering it, you know, I mean like there's, of course. there's just somebody that's got way more competency in it, but like even, it, even, and I would say even more so the people that a lot of people would consider masters at something would be like, no, I, you know, there's still so much stuff that. I have, well, I have yet to learn about this. And I mean, there, there are people, and I, I would imagine that you're in the same position here. There are people that I consider a master of a thing. Yeah. And, and, and even in that, even in that, I believe master should be air quotes in some way, because that person certainly completely does not think that they are a master. Yes. Um, the people that believe themselves to be masters are usually self-deluded in significant other ways. Mm -hmm. um, not all the time. Occasionally, there's an actual master. You know, it, you, when you get some of these martial arts guys and some of these really old-timey weightlifters that, that that have just proven it over over decades and decades in mm -hmm. in the highest level arenas in the world, great. You're a master. You're never getting any argument from from a kid like me. <laughs> right. But most of the people that have that tagged onto their name are light years yeah. from it. The uh, my one of my jujitsu professors, Sam, the guy that owns the the school that I go to. Uh, last week we were in class and and we were going over the lesson, but he said, you know, I didn't. I thought I started jujitsu when I walked into my first class. And he's like, I didn't actually realize I, I didn't start jujitsu until I got this. And he pointed to his black belt. And he's like, it literally wasn't until I got this that I realized I'm like, oh, I'm sure. just kind of starting now. There's like a whole, there's like separate universes that you don't even realize exist until you get to that level. And I'm like, that's, I mean, but that's like what we're talking about with the, who is yeah. actually a quote unquote master versus if there even is that, you know? I've heard I've heard that perspective a lot, and 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 you know, uh, um, grappling in particular, there may be someone who is a who is a bona fide master of the triangle, you know. But 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 the idea of of being a master of all elements of grappling, yeah. I mean, how many people on earth could you really really say that about? Maybe five or ten. Yeah. And and of that five or ten, I imagine five or six would probably argue with you. 
you know, yeah. and they probably all have the same last name too. Like those yeah, so, <laughs> very, very likely, very likely, or or at least the same trainer. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because it's been really cool for these last I don't know maybe six months specifically, um, but I imagine it was it it has manifested itself like with something this last weekend where maybe you had a lot of new people come into your guys's world and and that's been really kind of like the the story of the last handful of months where you guys are are really like like you said you're you're in a lot of more places now and and doing a lot more things in on bigger scales than than you have before which is like really cool so i'm curious like how is that whole process been on you at like where you guys are is it is it so big it's so overwhelming sometimes or like how are you managing like what's going on <laughs> well it's it's i think right now it's it, it 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 it's at this weird uh portion of development where now it's on me to figure out how to make it go differently on our side mm. it, it's it's really it's really just a few of us yeah. And what I'm learning quickly is that is that it needs to be a few more of us. Sure. And the 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 exposure and and the embrace from a lot of these people that we didn't know before a year or so ago has mm. has been tremendous, but it's also super logical. Like when we start when we start communicating with some of these people, it's like we've been waiting our entire careers to maybe meet and collaborate, mm. but it just had never happened based on all kinds of different things. And part of those things is the fact that we've just been in the dark for a long, long time. And anytime we got one step forward, something would pull us two steps back. And one of the biggest casualties of that was our access to people. Yeah. So so we, we've never stopped doing the job that we do. We've never stopped helping anyone and everyone that's interested, no matter what. But anytime someone you know gets a B in their shorts and either doesn't like that we don't change or doesn't like our friends, or doesn't like the fact that we're not apologists for any type of bullshit, or that we take some traditions and we ensure that they're mirrored by function now, um, people get fussy about that stuff. You know, pe people people don't like upturning the apple cart. Um, but the reality is we're not in this business to pander to people, and we're not in this business to pander to people who don't actually want to help to the degree that they have the ability to help. Mm. We, we don't like to sit around and think we could have done that better. So it, it's it's impacted the size of our growth, but not the quality of our growth. <laughs> Which that's really and, tough and for, I mean, like that's usually sucks. what make or breaks it, some companies. Like it, 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 sometimes it happens so fast, like there's there's usually a decision to make where it's like, do we do we go for growth or do we sacrifice something over here? And that's, I mean, a lot of times when people get, when companies get huge, like that's where you start to see things don't, keep up where they were from a quality standpoint? Well, I mean, for, for, for us and for me, I mean, I, I'm in a somewhat unique position. Um, I don't have a big family. I don't have a big house. I don't have, I don't have a lot of, you know, extraneous expenses that are, that are dragging me down. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, I would like to develop a little bit differently and, and, you know, making at least enough money that this isn't a lemonade stand is, is something that's important to me. And it's also mostly important to me because the people here, work way too hard for the, for the, you know, paltry amount that I'm able to help them. Mm. Um, so, so it, it, that's big and important for me, but I've, I've had this, I've had this unique position where, you know, we could take this, we would rather fail than suck mindset as far as it will possibly go. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's no comp there's no compromise at this point what are we going to do um not improve at what we're doing yeah i mean we've if if we were making um a financial over philosophical uh compromise to this thing it would have happened long before now yeah and and so now because we've proven that we can grow and maintain quality and and continue to do things the way that they should be done um you know we're going to hit roadblocks and we hit them all the time and we hit it we hit we hit one this week but but we're not going to we're not going to change that stuff because it's harder um i uh i i think part of the value of aligning with the folks that we have is that most of them really, really understand that now, mm-hmm. you know, um, we've been aligned with an awful lot of really, really high level losers over the years. <laughs> and, you know, if your company is massively successful, it does not mean that you are not a lazy, cowardly shitbag. <laughs> and the, the reality of, of what we're learning now is, is the people that we're working closest with see all that so clearly yeah. and and they and they have that same perspective which is which is they you know I, i'm not speaking on their behalf but they'd rather fail than suck yeah. you know you 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 think you know just, i mean just a couple just a couple of examples but i mean you think you think the guys at, at protect or you think the guys at sorenex you think that the people at volquartin or something like that are all of a sudden going to be like you know what <laughs> this whole quality situation it's way overrated. Let, let's 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 just get some topless girls doing barbell snatches. You know, no, of course not. I mean, at, at a certain point, the die is cast, and and you know your bullshit meter is is set to high, mm-hmm. and you align with people that are putting out the same level of quality and integrity that you are, or, or you just don't align with people. Yeah, exactly. And that's 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 where we were. You know, we weren't we weren't sponsor shopping. Um, right. And, and, you know, our real estate is, is unviable. You know, you, 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 we only support people that I believe are supporting others and then using that to support what they do with growth and, and sponsorships and things like that, you know? Well, and one of the things that you said uh, that I love because I've, I've seen several examples of it and I imagine there's been people that have come up with like, you know, in this last year where you guys, like you said, where you've experienced this, this exponential level of of growth to be like oh man where did like where did these guys come from you know like where like are these guys some new gym out in like not knowing that you've been around for like decades and like your gym has been around for like 15 plus years or what and so like there's this level of where you said the moment where you make these decisions to to go in with somebody and do this like everything that you've done up until this point was just prep work like so that when that opportunity was there it was like well duh this makes perfect sense we're going to crush it like cuz we've been preparing for this with all the terrible examples of things that have happened that you like you told me some of the ones on the last time we talked which were which were crazy but like all of those things were just crazy. like steps to like oh yeah like we're 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 totally good now we're solid we know who we are and this is going to make sense we're going to crush it but like it took freaking decades to get that point. Uh, it wasn't just like, Hey, we started this gym 18 months ago and now look who we just like fell in, fell into relationship with. It's like, well, no, <laughs> of course. Well, you know, and, and it's, it's somewhat fun and we, we get a lot of notes these days. Like, you know, the, the, where have you guys been my whole lives type of notes and, and it, it's fun. And, and I get frustrated with myself because we want to reach the people that want us to reach them. Right. 
but with with how with how much social media has changed and how much just everything has changed in general, yeah. man, we didn't have a snowball's chance in hell, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I mean because we've 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 put out exclusively positive, you know, mindful content. There's no bullshit on any of our platforms. Um, even that being said, we haven't been able to grow organically in, in at least several years. Most of the people that search us on the internet, you know, they have trouble finding us. Part of that is our um, technological defectiveness. We're not great at that <laughs> stuff. Um, but but part of it too is the fact that I don't know people that are people that are pursuing and uh, trying to help others reach real levels of strength. They're just squashed because that's yeah. just not what the world wants right now. If yeah. if, if you say hard minded things in simple ways um, and, and use anything other than smiley, goofy meme graphics to tell the story, uh, you're limited. You're, you're squashed. So for for us, you know, it's it's as you said, you know, in a way it was developing in the dark, um, and in a way it wasn't. I mean, we've we've right. hit a couple of points. I mean, I think the first time we had five thousand views on a video was was when I was when I showed the Mace Good Morning for the first time in two thousand eight. Yep. Um, but but then after that, you know, I don't think we had a video that had a thousand views for the next seven years. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, it's 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 weirdly unpredictable. But when yeah. when people find us for the first time, um, if it's now, great. They're they're finding us at a they're finding us at a great time, and and what is hopefully a, a great time for them. Certainly a great time in our development. Yeah. Um, I mean the the only the only negativity that still arises is. Um, you know the, the people, the people that have uh, bees in their bonnet for us uh, still have them. They yeah. they they didn't get their way when they tried to squash us before, um, because there's nothing to squash us with except for lies. Mm -hmm. So they keep coming back for it, you know. And and yeah. and that fr that frustrates me a lot. I, I get called a lot of names. Um, we we get a lot of acrimony, and none of it moves the needle. But some of the stuff, you know. The, the the very idea that we judge people based on anything other than their character and ethics and integrity is is heavy for me. It hurts. Yeah. Um. And and I think they know it hurts. And and I'm I'm not giving them any satisfaction that's telling them that point, it hurts. Though. You know, that's their point, and it works. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if if I said to you, um, yeah, you're an okay dude. You know, I don't mind your beard, but you're a shitty father. <laughs> you know, you you would be like. Well, I don't care what you think about my beard, but you just insulted something that's like important yeah. to me. Yeah. You know? So, you know, the, the, the sneaky people in our culture that are trying to undermine strength, they know how to do it. And that's really, that's really the only hurdle that we have left is that, is that in some circles we could be perceived as more of a risk than we actually are um, because of how reckless people are with what they say about us and, well, and, and how, yeah phenomenally unchecked the internet is with things like libel and slander and, and, and that type of maliciousness. Um, something I thought about the other day is, uh, of course I'm 100% behind free speech. I, I, I don't, I don't think that people not being able to say terrible things about us is the right choice. Right. Um, I, I wish they wouldn't, but then, but then the, the thing is, I wouldn't want them from a legal perspective to not be able to do it. I would want them from, from an ethical, philosophical, or physical right. perspective to not be able to do it. Right. Because to me, if you say anything in the world and it's the most reckless in the world and you're in a basement, 
in a city mm-hmm. that no one knows about because you're using IP masks to yep. hide your identity, yep. you haven't really said it. Exactly. You know, you're, you're, you're not exercising free speech. Yeah. Um, you know, if, 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 if you cut out, if you cut out letters from a magazine and you put a note on your teacher's desk that says, I hate you, <laughs> you haven't told the teacher that you hate them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so some, some of that stuff still rattles my cage a little bit, but, um, that's momentary and minor. And the reality is I think a lot of it is shaking out in the wash because anyone that can look at what we do, um, and think that it's anything other than on this earth to help people is just mm-hmm. simply not looking at it. Um, and we can't do anything about that. Yeah. There's always going to be those people. So, I mean, it's, yeah, there's always going to be those people. I mean, even if, even if a lot of the situations culturally were different and quote unquote better, I don't even know what, what that would mean. There, there would still be those people like there. Well, I, I think the only, and that's an interesting point too. I've thought about that. I think the only difference there is that there would be a lot more peer pressure um, to not be reckless in attacking people sure. that, that either that you either wouldn't attack face to face or people would realize that there are far more important cats to skin yeah. when it comes to looking at our world right now. Yeah. Um, but, but strength, empowerment, uh, hard language, they're intimidating to certain types of people to a degree that I can't even understand, but we, we we see it. I don't have to understand it, but we, we see, we see the, we see the results of it. Well, and it's the great irony in my opinion of what the internet and social media even is like the whole reason it was created I, I would think at the beginning was like, hey, let's connect a bunch of people and like, you know, enhance this medium of communication and, and with all of this stuff all over the place. And all it does is just created a bunch of like like basement dwellers who like it's the opposite of communication. Like they're just hiding in a hole and flinging things out into the ether like with no with no responsibility behind it. And, and that just well, further detaches. You know, man, and, and I, I agree that that. I, many of the people that developed it, I imagine were probably looking at it as this great connector. Yeah. But what it's turned into is just the greatest distractor our world has ever seen. Yeah. And I also believe that based on the last couple of years, you know, seeing how this has shaken out in a lot of ways, some of the people that developed it knew exactly where it was going and they knew it was going here. Yeah. And that sucks, you know, because most of us, most of us were tricked, even even the smart, sharp ones. When social media started coming out, and you could grow organically simply by doing a good job, yeah, um, it lulled a lot of us into submission, us included. I mean, the first the first two or three, maybe four years that Instagram was a thing. Um, I, I'm not going to check my phone to see the year, but like I believe when we first started posting on Instagram. Uh, what I guess 2014, is that reasonable? Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, uh, we would grow every single day because we would put one or two things out every day or every two days. Mm-hmm. Um, all of it was mindful. None of it was bullshit. And it was just reaching a really, really cool audience. And we were growing quickly. And then all of a sudden, it just it just kind of stopped. And there was there was no real rhyme or reason to it. But then, of course... There is a rhyme or reason to it, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, now it's now it's pay to play, but yeah. you can only pay to play with certain things, and you can only pay to play with certain words. 
Yes. And, you know, certain times it's, it's, uh, it's masterful as, as sneaky as it is. It is, it is masterful. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/waypoint. One of the things that uh, that I love that you guys do and you and because you resell them on your site is the book 1984 and i remember when yeah. you were like just going and i remember when you, you told me you're like you're just going to scoop them all up wherever you can uh yeah so you have something yeah. to 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 give back because you're like i have no idea how long this book will even be available for me really? to find and so like every time and so i mean it's there's man i it's it's hard for me to think that George Orwell wasn't a time traveler in some Honestly. some moments of my mind. You know what I mean? But like between I, I mean, that and Animal Farm and Brave New World, and you're just like this was. I mean, it, it's it's been there for forty years. Like we could have we've seen this. You know what I, mean? I mean, if 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 you add if you add Fahrenheit Fahrenheit four five one and yes. Harrison Bergeron to that list, yes, you 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 could make a claim that they were the focus group that knew what was going to happen now. <laughs> yeah. Or just use that as the playbook. They're like, Hey, you already wrote like this. This was the thing that we just, let's just do this. Sure. This sounds good. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they had the playbook because it worked. Right. Why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you do it? You know? Yeah. Oh man. Um, and, and, and the fact that that was one of the early books that I read when I was a kid I believe was just was just kind of fortuitous. I I, yeah. I don't think I could have planned that out. I just remember being like really compelled by the cover because it was creepy and weird, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anything like that when I was young. And so reading that as a kid, and then reading that every couple of years since, and then you know really having that be kind of a a, a philosophical foundation for what Wolf Brigade was in the sense of like just avo- avoiding that type of purposeless groupthink. Yes. Um, became really, really important. And then when all this stuff started shaking out, even far before the, the whatever the hell pandemic or whatever started, our, our, our cultural erosion began long before that. And, yes. and we would we would get, you know, holy cow, we've never read 1984. Or, holy cow, what's this quote from? 
And then people would circle back and be like, what the heck? And I'd be like, yeah, I know. It's, it's like, it's like he was a time traveler. Exactly. Yeah. Like you said. <laughs> yeah. And then the last, and then the last two years, you know, something we've thought a lot about is imagine if you had just begun your critical thinking path in the last 24, 36 months. Yeah. Imagine if you had never thought that the government could take advantage of you or that your neighbor could hate you or that someone could malign you with no truth behind the, mm. behind what they were saying. Imagine that if you've never thought about that. And then all of a sudden the reality is the government is corrupt. Medical system is corrupt. Media is corrupt. Law enforcement is corrupt. That's a huge pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. People are wondering why people are so lost and distraught and acting so awful. Well, part of it is because it's truth serum. And when shit gets tough, if you're a scumbag and an asshole, you're going to become more of one, not, yeah. not less of one. Yeah. The other thing is, I believe people are just so overfull. Like the, the cup is just overfull with negativity. And they had never thought about so much of it that now their money's not worth shit. Mm. Anything that they had put their trust in is also not worth shit. Yeah. And I, I just I I guess I'm thankful for for growing up a little bit weird because I would I never had any misgivings at all about the fact that none of these people are looking out for us. You know, well, isn't it, and that's something that you and I have talked about too. Like, isn't it so? And I imagine frustrating and and also funny and like there's so many different words to to maybe describe it. But like the whole maybe subculture of of people who you would have thought were more aligned to your view on a lot of this stuff, just from the era that you grew up in, like turns out are just the opposite. Like, you know, the, it, the people who were, it, it's just a matter of who was, who was telling them what at the time, you know, like there wasn't any actual foundation of any of these beliefs that it was just like, because it was at the time, it was kind of the, the cool thing. And, yeah. the, and now it's the cool thing to, to do the other thing. And so there, it's just like house built on sand, you know, it, it's just going to just wash away. <laughs> well, and, and the, the thing that's the most, it, it's like, you were right in saying there's no one word for it. it it's, it's funny. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's aggravating to the point of like making me want to smash stuff. But when, when I, when I look at, when I look at the fact that, People in counterculture, so many of them, have proven themselves just blindly obedient. Yes, is 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 terrifying. Like, yeah. what what did you think you were a part of? Oh, okay, yeah. so you know, in the '90s, Earth Crisis told you to be vegan, and in the millennium, <laughs> someone told you you have to get an experimental vaccine from the government, and both people are right. <laughs> you know, ag Agnostic Front said maybe don't trust the government, and you still have their shirt on. And you're yep. screaming at people for not wearing a mask or, or getting a shot to go into a fucking punk rock show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're just an idiot. It's like that you've video. Lost, you've lost, you've like lost that, perspective on yourself. That video that I found that day and sent you that you've reposted probably several times since of that guy in his car with the sunglasses. <laughs> that's just perfect. ripping all it's the perfect. punk bands like from the 90s that he grew up. He's like, you, and, and this video, I'll see if I can refind it. And I'll, I'm going to find it too. I'll yeah, find it. Find it and repost it. But it's just this guy going on a tirade in his car about all of these bands that he used to love that were like the counterculture bands, like, you know, like Rage Against the Machine, like the literal name of the band. And then they're requiring. Don't get me started. 
and then they're requiring like vaccine passports at concerts now and like he's just ripping them and it's hilarious and and like beautiful at the same time and it's just one of those ones just like there's this dude gets it and that's why i knew you would love that video when i found it and, and i mean he's 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 perf- he's perfectly angry like it's yes. it's it's one of those things that there's there's not a there's not a neutral ground on and and that's that's me saying that as someone that's hunting for one and and the the i guess the merry-go-round i've been riding with it is i understand that some people are still this is going to sound this is going to sound egotistical and it's not meant to but it's just a fact i believe that some people are truly trying to help and they think that listening to the government and the medical uh, authorities and the media mm-hmm. and all this stuff is actually giving them the information they need to help. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, keep each other safe, get the vaccine, get this whatever, get this card to go into a show, all this kind of stuff. But they're but they're they're not looking at it for what it truly is. They're looking at it as this as this masquerade of health and help. Mm-hmm. And so, in a, in a very very minor way. I understand where they could be coming from. Yeah. But it's all so vettable and it's all so fallible. And 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 you just have to say at a certain point, okay, this is the government now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. This 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 isn't a band that may or may not be saying something I agree with that I paid to go and see, and so I can take or leave what they say. You know, if you if you're listening to a band and you like a few songs, you don't like another few songs, great, that's life. Yeah. Um, not every band that I like, I agree with every single lyric that they say. Right. But if they have an overarching perspective, I like to think about that. And, and I take I take what they've earned and learned, and then I apply it to me in the same way that people do with what we know. Um, pe- people don't have to hard vet every single thing that we've ever done because we've already done it. Right. But when you when you look at the government and you look at you look at mass media and you look at the current state of the medical system. They've 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 done everything other than earn our trust. Yes, they, they've they've gone the other direction to a malicious degree, and it makes it truly insane to me that anyone with a double digit IQ will at this point believe anything the government says, anything that mass media says, anything that these like self centered cultural watchdog organizations say. You know, no, no, no one is really like, no one is really trying to help. They're trying to help yeah. themselves. Yes. And how, how that gets lost from people in counterculture or counterculture, because honestly, if you support something that the Nazis would have used to keep people out of an organization or a place in Germany in the 40s, in the 2020 for a fucking punk rock show, you've lost your way. You've lost your way. Well, and it makes me think of the and. It's it's a, one of those other movies in terms of media that seems at this point kind of prophetic in the first Matrix movie, and it's more like the willing ignorance where what and I can't remember his name where he like makes the deal he wants to go back in he's like I don't want to know that all this stuff exists I would rather right. live in in my ignorance and eat this fake steak even though I know right now that it's fake and I think that's like way more people now like that are just totally fine living in that ignorance and they don't want to know because that's where like some real stuff that they're going to have to confront is going to 
make an appearance and they probably know that they're not well equipped or at all equipped to handle any of that. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know that any of us really were. Right. Um, I, I've thought about it as self-preservation based avoidance yeah. versus ignorance based denial. And so, so for me, a lot of times right now, like I'm not hunting and pecking through all these news stations and all this BS on Instagram and all this kind of stuff. Like I've got a shitload of people muted. I unfollowed just about everybody else. <laughs> and, and the reality is the people that I, the people that I look at with very few exceptions, there, there are a few places I think are giving it, giving it at least as straight a shot as they can. Right. And I do want to know what's going on. Right. I just don't need to know it minute for minute from 15 different sources yeah. You know, 14 of which are lying. Yes. Um, and, and so that's my self-preservation based avoidance. I don't need to see it all the time. I know things are terrible. I know they're very likely going to get worse. And I know that I can only do what I can fucking do. At the same time, too, I don't want to be ignorant and think that something isn't happening that actually is. Because, of course, you know, that's when you get caught with your pants down, too. Mm -hmm. The the example, or or maybe not the example, but the idea of of this possibility that we now have to in, instantaneously know things second by second of stuff that's happening on the other side of the world like you know what i mean that that's i think maybe from like even a a design level on humans we weren't meant to like be able to comprehend that much information about stuff that isn't directly related to our our immediate life you know what I mean? And so like this and it's constant. And so it's it's that a, a very addictive quality of it. And and people realize there's like, oh, there's there's literally problems everywhere all over the planet. Like we have to fix all of these problems. Like there's literally they're nonstop. And I'm like, OK, but literally none of them have anything to do with you. You know, and like there, right. there are things that are going to that you need to fix and work on right now that that actually will make an impact and a difference in in your in yourself in your home in your gym that you like you, the people that you directly interact with and but we're pulled that focus away to things that like literally literally don't matter in your life well i mean and that, that's an interesting way of looking at it and I, I really like it our operating systems there's there's no way that the same operating system that worked 100 years ago and 200 years ago is engineered to be flooded with this minute to minute just influx of of negativity yeah or or stress or anything like that and and, and i feel it in myself i mean I'm, I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to what i do and don't do and and I, I will sheepishly admit that i'm less so now than i was a year ago or two years ago mm -hmm. and it's not for lack of trying but that means i have to try harder yeah and a lot of times it, it's you you're you're addicted to seeing something and i understand that i understand that i don't like it about myself but i understand it i think that the the discretion ends up being are you recirculating that something are you are you talking about it or pontificating or 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 sharing it before you understand if it's even real you know it, it's i think that's where people are getting into trouble is is that their their addiction to either people patting them on the back or, you know, arguments they can't win, but that, that feel like they're trying to do something positive have gotten people to the point where they take anything they see 
and they share it before they even know if it's true because it doesn't matter if it's true. Mm-hmm. It's simply just it's simply just fodder for the next interaction. Mm-hmm. And man, that is such a dangerous game. Like we're, we're not we're not we're not hyper engaged creatures. Like it's just not supposed to be what we do. You know, I yeah. uh, I mean this. <laughs> This is as minor a comparison as it gets, but they put a dog, they put a dog babysitter next to us, like a dog daycare next to the gym. <laughs> okay. And uh, they did that a few years ago. Um, I've whined about it a few times, man. But, <laughs> but, but the reality is I didn't realize until they put that fucking thing in there how much I treasured my quiet time in that place, either working or training with no music or lights on or anything like that. Sure. And... I've had to pivot and, and find different different escapes for that. Um, and so I can I, I can relate to that. Like if, if people don't have a place where there's just not the noise, you yeah. know, um, where, the, where they can't just quiet the thing down for a minute. How, how would your mind not spin out of control? Yeah. You know, it, it's a uh, it, it's it's a stacked deck for people right now. Well, and even if you bring it into a <clears throat> like a physiological perspective on what's actually happening in people's bodies pretty much constantly. Like we are pretty well designed to handle periods of like really extreme levels of stress, like super high peaked, but be able to come back down and be mostly at at like a, a restful parasympathetic state as often as possible. Right. But what ends up happening is most people, especially now are basically always like a little bit sympathetic all the day. And I mean sympathetic in, in terms of like the nervous system, which is that little bit of fight or flight mood. Like they're always right. in that kind of stressed constantly rather than the being able to be at rest, being able to be handle that extreme stress. The the example that I always loved and um and and I know you know him, Brian McKenzie uh talks about this example of like when you take a dog out for a run and they're uh, and they're sprinting and they're having a great time and like they're super hyper and anxious and stuff like they're they're handling that extreme stress. They come home. What's the literally the first thing they do? Like they go get a drink of water and then they fall asleep. Yeah. Like they're they're able to come back down and that's like how from a physical perspective we're supposed to be able to have those peaks and valleys, not just live kind of in this middle ground of stress. Because from a health perspective, that's wrecking people. Like having that just little bit of stress all the time. And I, that's probably a little bit of the point too, when you think about like maybe the nefariousness of a lot of this stuff. For, for, for absolute certain. I mean, if you, if you can keep people rattled and edgy Mm -hmm. and hyper-focused on stuff that doesn't matter, clearly they are so easy to control. It's not even funny. Mm -hmm. And, and, and none of this is really about a vaccine or a card or any of this other stuff. It's about control. And, and the reality is what we're watching is is the most nefarious social experiment in the history of us. Yeah. Um, and, and people are failing and, and I've failed at it, but I don't think that I've failed at it nearly as bad as most because I understand who is executing this plan. Mm-hmm. And I think most people don't quite understand who is executing this plan. They yeah. are not looking out for us at all. Yeah. Um, and they haven't ever been looking out for us at all. But uh, the ones who are currently not looking out for us are just so goddamn bad at it that they yeah. can't even keep the curtain closed anymore. <laughs> right. You know, right. um, and, and the, the, the other thing that, that bothers me a lot, it bothers, it bothers, I believe, any good people a lot 
is the amount of absolute and utter toxicity that has gotten swept under the rug because everybody's so distracted with this other stuff. Mm. Um, I don't even, I, I don't even really think it's worth getting all that deep into the specifics, but the, the moral and ethical corruption that is going unnoticed and unchecked um, in the face of things that are challenges, but not to that level mm-hmm. is, is pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. And th- that, that is trouble for the future. If, 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 if we stop, if we stop keeping people's health and sanity and children and safety and, you know, uh, geez, any sort of propriety, whether it be, you know, uh, from a parent to a child, whether it be from spouses to spouses or whatever the case is, what have we done? You know, uh, we've turned ourselves into this hedonist culture that that's, 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 I mean, we've all seen how that ends in the movies. It, it's not going to end any different in reality. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? You know, you, you, you get people that are exclusively focused on their feelings and exclusively focused on being minute to minute right. Um, as opposed to doing what's best or, or learning the truth or anything like that. Oof. Holy crap. Well, and that's where that, that living in, in willful ignorance basically keeps that going because yeah. you have yep. in, 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 I know that there are people that when you talk about the, the people that are making these, these terrible decisions, right? Cause there are those people that exist. It's that level of, I don't want to believe that those people could be bad. Like, I don't want to believe bad people exist. Like, right. and that's just keeping purposefully keeping them yourself in the dark on that because you don't want to deal with like, yeah, evil is real. And it is, and it exists all over and it's here and it's, and it's everywhere else. And like, you gotta, I mean, the only way through is through it, you know, there's, that's right. and, and, that's defe- right. and defeating it. It's not like you can just kind of tiptoe around it and get to the other side and be okay. Like you gotta squash it. <laughs> and, and I, I, I agree with that. And I've always, I've always, I've, t- I've always, I've taken that literally since I was a kid, you know, I mean, yeah. mo- mo- most, most people, most people can't honestly say that they've bled for those things. I've yeah. bled for those things. Yeah. I, I think I think the other trouble is that is that people don't quite understand that you also can't placate it. Yes. Like it, it 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 doesn't care if you agree with it. You know, um, you, you, you're you're towing a party line of someone that doesn't care that you're towing the party line. Um, all they want is your check in a box. They don't care about you. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your finances. They don't care about your health. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they care about your check in the box so they can get more money and more funding to get their next corrupt process off the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm a conspiracy theorist or some like massive anti person. I don't even think that's an insult anymore, by the way. It isn't. Like it's not. It isn't. <laughs> like it's, like the, that's, the, that's the quintessential term to be thrown at somebody to try and discredit them. But that is totally been not the case for basically two years now. Well, and, 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 <laughs> to be honest, and not to jump into this in particular, but th- that's th- that's almost the same as white supremacy now. You know, any and anyone anyone that is doing anything that someone doesn't like, mm-hmm. either visually they look different than they don't want, they look different than they want them to look. They say something different. They have a different color shirt on. Uh, they like a different band. They like a different TV show. They like anything. You're white supremacist. Mm-hmm. And so, some of the stuff that we've heard from people in the background. I mean, I had, I had this, I had this, this, um, this trainer a couple of weeks ago, um, 
I think she's I think she's maybe half Latina or something like that. Sure. Get in touch and and say, well, I was I was just called a white supremacist for posting X Y Z. Oh my gosh! And and I was like, one, nice to meet you, you know, um, <laughs> and and because it, it was a, it was a new message from someone, and she was one she was wonderful, but she was just writing to us to commiserate a little bit because here's this ethnic person that essentially posted, I can't even remember what it was, but I think it may have been something from like, um, like mythology or something like that. Okay. And she's like, well, I just got, I was just, I was just, I just got called the white supremacist for posting this and this. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds about right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Welcome to my you, life. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you like McDonald's and not Burger King, white supremacy, clearly. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, but, but, but the, the willingness of people to paint with such broad brushes, um, but with such little understanding of what they're painting is, is I think mm-hmm. maybe the biggest problem in, in all of this is, is that they're just doing the devil's work. Mm-hmm. Well, and they I don't, think... the people, the people in charge of all this don't even have to work that hard because their minions right. are doing it for them. Exactly. Well, and, and you, and you make me think of this point because, and why it probably happens to you guys a lot just because of the, I imagine because of like the visual aesthetic of, of what you guys do, like, and, and the way that you write and, and the way that your art works and, and looks on things. And, and not only that, but your guys's conviction about things that you believe, like if, if there's no, like I, I use the analogy house built on sand earlier to describe like wishy-washy bands, but like your guys is in terms of your in terms of belief systems, it's it's on rock, right? I mean, like, and so that that really irritates people when now like <laughs> like their river's not gonna just wash away your house. Like they've got to actually do some work now, and that ticks people off. And I think that's like right. the the actual resistance piece of this is what can like that just amps up the level of anger. It's like, oh, we actually have to to work to try and bring this guy down now. You know, well, you know, it's it, for, for years now, the world has been so used to getting its way immediately. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you offend someone you didn't know with something you didn't know you did. Status quo right now is to just throw your hands up and cry and apologize. Yeah. And the reality is, if I make mistakes, I apologize for them. I've made a ton of mistakes. I, I've I've been terrible at a lot of stuff. Yep. I've worked hard to adjust all of it. And none of it is, none of it is, you know, ethically corrupt or morally bankrupt or anything like that. But everyone that does anything unconventional stumbles. The difference is some people work to improve themselves and others just continually target others. Mm-hmm. And anytime I've, I've stumbled, I've just worked to improve it and put it behind me. And some stuff has worked better than other and putting behind me. I mean, there's stuff yeah. that happened when I was a teenager that still has my number. Um, but but I, I still continually try and use it for personal progress. And it doesn't always work, but that's what I try and do. Yeah. But but the idea of, of, of getting your way immediately is so false and so just like, I don't even know. I don't even, it's the most personally limiting thing that someone could want to happen. Imagine yeah. getting your way all the time, the person you'd become. Yeah. I well, we, we don't have, have to idea. imagine. Yeah, we literally. have an idea of who that is. <laughs> like, you know, the yeah, type look of at people. the world right now. Yeah. 
um, mo- most people are used to being able to snap their fingers in a negative way and someone bends the knee to them and, and, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. But the reality is that's not the way the world has ever worked. Yeah. Not the good part of the world anyway. Right, right. You, so, you want to look at you want to look at nations that have been run aground by their government. That's how that's worked. Yep, yep. They let people give in to their to their own desires, basically. Yeah. Like that's and yeah. that's that. I mean, that's a history for I mean centuries. Um, Fe- I mean, fe- feelings feelings over facts. There's there's only a, there's only a few places where feelings over facts is the best choice. Right, and. And that actually makes me think too of, cause you know, when all of this stuff, no matter where it is or where it comes from lands on, on your doorstep specifically. I mean, I know that this, this thing that you guys have created is a lot of what obviously you've created, but you also have like your coaches that work for, at the gym. You have your people that are involved and love this thing that you've created well. So like, is there stuff that you've got to like, how are you communicating that with them and like helping build them up? So like those people don't get really discouraged and, and that kind of thing. Cause I imagine that's a, a whole other thing in and of itself. That, that That's a really good question. And, and for, for me, that's been way, way harder. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm me, you know, I, I've been called things since I was a kid and, and I don't like it anymore now than I did then. Um, but I can, I can roll with it, you know, independently, uh, if, if you, if you take the trainers and our people in Toronto and the people around the world that that support us in our audience and things like that out of the equation, unless someone comes to my door, uh, there's only just so much that words are going to bother me, you know? Right. And nobody's coming to my door. Um, so with, with our people getting targeted and, and with our people having to, watch me struggle through this stuff. Um, that's really hard for me because, because yeah. a lot of times, you know, they've struggled with us anyway, you know, they've struggled with sure. us through all manner of things. You know, we, n- none of our locations have been seamless. We've had, we've had hiccups with every single place we've rented, um, people I- in our place, other things happening locally here. Um, a lot of times, you know, my physical stuff has been a challenge for, for me and subsequently them over the years. Um, we, we've always tried to grow and then continually been set back. And these aren't complaints. They're just facts. Yeah. But but they've been through the storm with us already. So when stuff like this was coming up and then even a couple of years ago when it got serious, um, because people didn't realize that all these people were doing is just trying to lie to get their way. Uh that that's what that's what caused that's what caused the biggest problems for me i i had i had to sit back and pause because what i had started feeling is that i was a liability to my own brand Mm. and um you know i i I hate using this term because it's really really used way too frequently by people that that shouldn't be using it but that kind of imposter syndrome Mm. um like you like you you're somewhere you don't deserve to be. Sure. Um, I've, I've felt that my entire life because I've always had such a high bar for the people that I aspired to be anything like, Yeah. and there's just no chance I could ever reach it. And I still feel that way. Um, but I'm able to stay ahead of it with hard work and, and dedication to, to our process, except for when I feel like I'm actually a liability to the people I care about. Right. And th- then, then I start thinking, um, 
should I just pass this on to them and get the fuck right out of here? You know, and because they're tremendous at their jobs and, and it wouldn't miss a beat. Um, or I start thinking about, okay, you know, do we just Willy Wonka this thing? And, and it's, it's private, like really private. Yeah. You know, you, you want to come in here, you tell us, you stand on a fucking porch. You, you, you want to get communicated with, write an email with a, with a greeting and a salutation, like a normal ass person. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get on the Instagram? We're private. You, 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 you tell us, and then I'm going to look at your profile. And if you're mm-hmm. not a fucking scumbag, we're going to let you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I start realizing that like, that's not what I did any of this for. We, we right. want to reach anybody that wants to be reached. And the idea of letting this low hanging fruit, opportunistic cowards pull that away from one person that would, that may need it in a country that we've never seen or in a place that needs it. And, and, and we could never find no way, no way. So, so in a sense I decide, okay, um, you know, I, I knew when we started this thing, it would end up killing me. And, and I understand that. And I've, I've come to grips with it. And, and this is, this isn't a, I've got $5 million in the bank, you know, um, I'm going to let this kill me and then go live in Bali. You know, th- this is, this is, this is, this is, this is a, a little bit more literal version of that. Like, like this is a lemonade stand that we've decided to do the right way. And any choice that we could take to make this easier for us, such as privatizing certain things, um, such as, such as um, changing how we convey certain things, such as changing how we, how we construct our graphics. Mm-hmm. Why would we take why would we take elements out of our identity that are important and that make us purposefully different mm-hmm. and, that, and that help us appeal uh, to these discarded folks that a lot of them have never gotten the time of day from anybody and, and you know, don't, don't have a, 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 a social circle to speak of or something like that? Why would, why would we change something that's endearing us to the people that we actually want to reach the most because there's a couple of cowards out there um, that are going to keep throwing stones at us from a basement? Um, and, and so a couple of times I've had to kind of shake myself a little bit and been like, all right, you know, I wrote an article about, um, uh, when I was a kid, I wrote for the high school paper and, um, I would take on kind of challenging topics and things like that. And, and, um, I wrote a handful of articles that, that I'm sure they were clunky, but, you know, one of the things that my small suburb that I grew up in was known for was was like drug use, like LSD was like really big and stuff like that. Um, so I, I wrote an article about how absurd all that is and, and how, you know, what are you trying to escape from? You're 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 essentially a privileged kid with a with a car at 16 and whatever the case is. Well, a handful of people got really, really mad and, and you know. I got chased with a pen knife at the, at the homecoming, you know, football game when I was a kid, you know? And, and so it's, 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 I've, I've always run into these situations where my choice were either temper our language and change who I am and end up in a little bit less hot water or, you know, trust my gut and, and trust my integrity and, and do what we know is right. Um, not simply what's easy or what we're told. And, and, you know, you let the chips fall as they will. I bet at some point too, there was, you know, and maybe timeline changes a lot of these decisions too. Like if some of this stuff was 10 or 12 years ago, maybe it is easier for you to like, okay, I'm just, I, this isn't, maybe it's not, maybe not worth it is not the right term, but like, it'd be a lot easier for you to step back, you know, but I imagine at some point it's like, no, what, what we've built is, 
it's bigger than that now. And it's not like about me as a person. Like there's, it's, it's beyond that. And so it doesn't really matter at this point. Like this is, you know, maybe machine's not the right word, but it's, it's a, it's its own thing. And, and we got to keep it going. You, 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 I don't know if you read Heather's post the other day, um, but it, it, it expanded on something that I've said a lot, which is, you know, this thing is always meant to be more like a band or a brand um, than a gym. And yeah. in the last five or six years, the other thing that I think it's turned a corner is it's 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 not a place. It's it's more of an entity. You know, mm-hmm. it's more it's more of an idea. Yeah. And um, it was also that was also part of the grand design. You know, it, it's it's th- there are fundamental tenets that make Wolf Brigade Wolf Brigade um, in the same way that there are with me in a personal way. But at the same time, too, we have so many people that are once they've gotten their feet wet and been a part of our process, these intelligent adaptations that they're making are no less Wolf Brigade, yeah. for example. They're, they're just a little bit different. Yeah. And we, we love that. You know, and that, that was one of the real reasons that we, that we put together that public assistance thing is we know that not everybody's got access to a full gym with, with equipment and quality trainers and, and you know, um, intelligent, observant eyes on them. And so we wanted to give a gateway drug that made people feel like they were a legitimate part, which they are, um, but that didn't require anything more than exactly what they have. And mm. your, your, your post to that the other day was, was tremendous. And I mean, that, that's, a, that's, um, that's as much of a piece of the puzzle as our brick and mortar place in New York. You know, the, right. the fact that there are, there are a handful of public assistants popping up and, and a couple more popping up now um, on the tail end of convergence here mm-hmm. is awesome. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a free, but earned well-organized sadistically difficult <laughs> applicable anywhere training program. Yes. And it, it, it's, it's well articulated. It's written up with a manifesto so people understand what they're doing and why. And all it takes is, is, is desire, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it, it's a, it's a big piece of a puzzle in, in making this more than just a room in New York. Um, that, that's, that's really important to me. I, I want, I want people to be able to find this thing anywhere that they need it. Um, and I know that with just a few of us that, that that's not always going to be like a uh, face to face, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. And it's, and that's just a part of building out, you know, things are going to look different in six months and in 12 months and in 18. I mean, like that's just the, the aspect of growth. And especially when you're at the helm of, of a business like that, like I made this uh, analogy the other day when I was talking to somebody over coffee, like even the way I do my stuff coaching wise, like I look back even just six months ago and I'm like, man, how was that doing as well? You know, how, how was that working? And, and not from like a, a philosophical perspective, but more like the systems around it. Like it, it's more just refining a lot of this stuff to be able to reach the people that you need and, and at a better scale and more efficiently. And so I look back and I'm like, man, like how was I even able to train anybody in the way I was doing things even just six months ago? And like that happens all the time. Well, and I mean, that's, that's, that's the most important part of the process there. There, just like we talked about when we started the conversation that there has to be those, those developments forever while staying true to the foundations and, you know, the, the, the most important tenets that built you in the first place. Yeah. If, if, if you're not evolving, you're not evolving. And, and we've, we've looked at that a lot and, and man, the idea that we've caught so much shit for 
what I consider is honoring something from the past um, by adapting it for current use mm-hmm. is fucking crazy to me too. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we created something and someone eventually is able to take that and adapt it into a method that can improve people in tangible ways, um, great. Uh, there's going to be a moment of, of me sitting in a chair being like, damn, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> right. Um, but, but the reality is if it improves people, I'm going to be pleased that someone did it. If it doesn't, then I'm not. You know, we, we, don't, we don't need to bastardize things and call them new in order for them to be progressive. Yes. Um, if, if they're progressive, they're progressive. If they're not, they're not. Um, and it, it kind of it circles back to fact and not feeling, too. If, uh, if, if a 106-pound girl can swing a 124-pound kettlebell 10 times and a 206-pound man can only swing a 70-pound kettlebell 10 times, what do we know about that? That is fact. Yeah. That is not feeling. Yeah. Um, so when you have something like that present, you bleed it. You squeeze it. You figure out what you did to make it happen, and that's great. And if it aligns with what was available in the past, perfect. If not, then you have to shift some things and, and light some corners in order to elicit the next response. Um, that's 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 the that's the nature of how I think maybe people like us tend to evolve. Is is okay? Make an adjustment observe, measure, repeat, and do it again. I think that's a, it's an idea and, and maybe more than an idea, but it's more of a choice to, to behave that way repeatedly, right? Like the, to have that perspective consistently. It's like, those are the, those are the things that are going to last a long time. Like if, and it's more about if you, come into it with that perspective. Like, I, I know that things are going to be uh, different. I'm going to have to change some things over time, but if you can, and, and you talk about principles of it, those aren't going to change, but maybe the way that we introduce them right. changes, maybe the way that we uh, like talk about them changes, but it's just going to be a matter of that evolution. And, and that's how you get things that are around for two decades and are st- and are still growing haven't been stagnant or dropped off and and nobody can find them anymore but like that's the process of real sustainability and i think that's like if more people come into things with that long term mindset like okay we're playing the the decades game here yeah. not like yeah. the where where can we be in 6 months and try and get as huge as we can or do as much as we can. Like, no, we're, we're going to be in this, maybe in the same location in 20 years from now, like we're still going to be here doing this thing, you know, but like if people approach that from that perspective, I think that only improves their chances of, of more sustainable growth and improvement. I, I I agree. Of course, clearly I agree. I, I think, I think it's really, really challenging uh, maybe really, really bad to think in, in short windows of, of progress, like six months or a year or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing is <laughs> consistency, consistency is tedious and often boring. Yeah. And so you, you have to get your mind right for the fact that you have to draw enjoyment out of tedium. Mm in order to actually consider progressing long-term in, in, in something that's technical and, and, and things like that requires a lot more investment than a lot of things. I mean, if you drove a different way to work every day, um, your drive to work would be a lot less efficient, but you'd be a little bit more entertained. <laughs> yeah. And 
I think I think that's what I think that's what most people are deferring to right now is 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 what keeps me entertained because everything else in my life is such a challenge. Mm. Um, and I understand that, too. I mean, mm. I, I, I don't lose in, in the shuffle for one minute. What a mess we're in right now. And people wanting to just shake themselves up and do different stuff and everything. That makes perfect sense to me. Like we're as you mentioned, we are not meant to be in this type of fight or flight all the time. Um, this injury, this, this most current phase of injury has, has taught me again, how hard that is. I mean, I don't think I've relaxed in the last 11 months Yeah. and you know, for the first time in my life, it's actually started impacting my other systems. You know, I mean, I, I haven't been sleeping necessarily very well. I haven't had an appetite. Um, I mean, I could, I could, I could put salt on this computer and eat it and never feel sick, you know, and, and I just haven't been feeling myself. And, and I know that it's an accumulation of pain. Um, I know that it's an accumulation of stress and it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, even, even with injury present, I've always been able to keep those other aspects of the system, um, on track. And, and now finally I'm starting to have to, I'm going to have to figure out how, how all that stuff is, is working together and get it handled. But that's but, just part of the experiment of it, you know, it's, and it's it, part and of the experiment. I've, and, that's, I've, I've and, over... and going into it with that long-term idea, like that same thing we were just talking about, like, you know, I know this is going to probably suck and hurt, but <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> there's yeah. no way this is going to get better in three months. So like, you might as you might as well just like, look at this and say, I'm going to improve, maybe find one thing each day that is a win and, and just build those over time and then eventually it'll be marginally better. And then it's marginally better a couple months later, you know? Well, and, and, and people forget too, that when you short the circuits, you know, it, it doesn't always work perfectly again when you connect the first circuit. Hmm. Um, a lot of times it's going to take a little bit more digging to get back to where you were. And that's got, that's got to be challenging right now for everybody too. I mean, it's certainly challenging for me. If you, if you think about, if you think about how odd it is that, that, you know, one day in, in February or March of 2020, everything was simply normal. Mm. And then, you know, a week or so later, it was the opposite of normal and hasn't returned there. And never will. Never de- it never will. No. And, and if you've, if you've never dealt with abnormal, um, that is a, that is a freezing cold cup of water in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I've dealt with, I've dealt with more than an average amount of abnormal and, and this was still a shakeup for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where no matter the level of experience you have with abnormal, like you said, like there's still going to be things that you're still not ready for. But that's, that's for sure. But that's the idea sure. that you've dealt with that on some level many times can at least like get your head right to go into those moments again. And I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's this similar concept of stress inoculation that, that, that we use in training people that they've used in training military and law enforcement forever and all this kind of stuff. If, if, if you haven't dabbled in it in training, when it comes to reality, it's definitely yeah. going to crush you. Yeah. And that's, that's a perfect, that's a perfect parallel for what's happening in the world right now. You know, mo- yeah. mo- most, most people that are wearing this the hardest were, I think living nice, normal lives and now they're not. And, Mm -hmm. and that, that sucks. I don't, I I don't, I don't discount for a minute how difficult that is. It's the, it just makes me think of, it's something that Brandon and I have laughed about many times. The idea that uh, the guy that gets into a, a fight 
and has never had an, a lick of a physical training or fight training or anything like that, but assumes like he's just going to be the guy that sees red and like can rise, <laughs> rise to the occasion and become some amateur MMA fighter in that moment without a lick of anything. Like it's, it's, hilarious and sad like it's another one of those things that's like it's it's maybe both words that are totally opposite but it's it's a hilarious and sad and and annoying too that that yeah. many people probably exist with that thought process but like you you and I both know that that's never going to be the case like you're never going to rise to the occasion like some hero at the end of a movie like you're going to you're going to fall back to whatever training you've got in that moment and, and that's not even necessarily like a physical example all the time anyways. Like e- even the mental example of dealing with hard stuff. Like if you've never dealt with hard stuff in your life, you're not going to be able to just do it the first time something happens. Very, very rarely. I mean, you, you, you'll occasionally see someone just, you know, channel something from down below and, and, and you know, take control. But man, we refer to it as um, the imaginary tiger in the tank. Yes. Um, and then, you know, the, and then the warning, the warning we give to it is don't feed a fantasy, you know? Yes. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's really feels pretty accurate. And, 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 and the only reason I can laugh about it with any sort of certainty is that that was me as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've had, I had a few really rough kind of instances where, you know, you, you, you know, you're, you're durable from falling off your bike and you're durable from looking at hardcore and, and being in these kind of minor scuffles and stuff like that. But then when something actually goes down, you, you, you very well may not be ready. And, and I can say that because I wasn't. And, and, and until you haven't been, you, you don't really maybe necessarily know how hard you'll push to make sure that you are. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I, in a way I'm thankful for it because, you know, some of those, some of those things won't ever come up on me again. Um, but until you have that perspective, you don't know that perspective. You, right. you, you know, a lot of times people really think that it's as simple as just being like, Oh, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to grab that person and put them on the ground, you know, or, (laughs) or, or I'm just going to weather this storm and come out the other side and, and, you know, tear my, tear my shirt and, and, you know, go get a cheeseburger, you know, but, but for for the most part, man, that's, that's not how it, that's not how it shakes out. Oh man. Well, (laughs) Hey man, I know you gotta, you gotta head out here in a couple of minutes. So this was, I mean, we could probably have gone a couple more hours if we wanted to, but I always, I always love getting into our chats, man. Thank you for making it. It just, it just gets so fun and conversational. And like, like even when we're talking about heavy things, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't end up oppressive and, and negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, I, and I, I, I hope, I hope people enjoy it. They, they sure as yeah. heck enjoyed the last one. I've gotten a ton of great feedback. Um, I mean, you, your questions were great. And, and I think, something that as we grow incrementally, but much slower than we could, whenever we do these talks, I want to make sure and, and say to people that, that reaching out is appropriate. It's like yes. encouraged, you know, um, occasionally I'm behind on the internet for a few days. Uh, but if someone asks a legitimate question on the internet, they get a response. And, and of course there, there are exceptions to that rule. I'm sure stuff is snuck by me. A lot of times too, we don't get the messages people send because of whatever, you know, hazing is happening but if if people are curious about what we do uh the rabbit hole is deep um there are hundreds of hours on our youtube channel uh none of it is bullshit there there are dozens and dozens of hours right on instagram none of it is bullshit 
Yeah. Um, our entire website has both training and articles and all this kind of stuff. So uh, pl- please feel free to research and uh, and really honestly ask either of us. You know, if pe- if people reach out to you about this, you've you've yeah. looked at our process as much as anybody. And and yep. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I appreciate it. It was of course fun again. Yeah, man. Well, I'll make sure I, I tag and and do all this stuff for you guys and put all those links in the in the show notes so people can find your stuff. And uh, we'll we'll chat soon, man. I, I appreciate. Thanks. I look time. forward to it again. Thank you, and thank you everybody for listening.